Just a bunch of useless white guys, much like the college football playoff committee. Welcome back to Banner from the Cheap Seats. I am one of your hosts, Dakota, here with John and Mo. Uh, where's Ken? Nobody knows. Uh, anyway, let's uh, get into it. What's top of the business, gentlemen? Yeah, uh, we'll start off with what happened last week in the championship games. Uh, we'll start off with the first game of the night on Friday night, New Mexico State versus Liberty. This was an absolute shootout from kickoff. Uh, final score was 35-49 in favor of Liberty. Uh, if you if you missed this game, I would highly recommend going back and watching it. Liberty one, runs one of the most beautiful offenses in all of college football. Sensational. Yeah. I watched it up until the Oregon and Washington game came on, and I'm not going to lie to you, I was not disappointed. Yep. Okay, put yeah, Liberty in the playoffs. No, I'm <laughs> if they did not no goddamn defense if, in that game. If they did not have the second worst strength of schedule in FBS, I would say absolutely. I've been saying it jokingly just to pick at the Florida State fans, but we'll get into that. Don't worry. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, Liberty had uh three hundred and nineteen passing yards and Almost the exact same amount of rushing yards as well, uh, 391 or 393. I'm sorry, just it was nonstop from kickoff. But twenty uh, at twenty-five. Two, yeah, just I love that offense. If Stoops would have left Kentucky, that would have been my first, uh, first guy to choose, uh, choose from. But next, we got Oregon versus Washington. This one lived up to the hype. Uh, final score was 34 to 31 in favor of Washington. Much like the first game. The, almost like mm-hmm. you could have watched this, the first game on repeat and got the same thing. Just as exciting. Out, outside of the dumb fourth down, going forward on fourth down. But yeah. I ain't going to lie. Washington had us fooled. I really thought they was going to lose this one. That defense stepped mm-hmm. up when they needed to. Michael Penix out there looking elite. I let John take convince me into picking Oregon. I'm not going to lie to you. Fucking same. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, man, you know what? He right. They're not going to beat him again. I was like, they're not going to win again. Yeah, that's that's on me. I'll take the blame for it. I, I bought into the Bo Nix hype and got burned. He didn't have a bad game. He just took too long to adjust to the until what Washington was doing. He waited a whole half. Waited a whole half to get into it. Made some bad reads at the end. That that interception, the second to last possession was was awful. Brutal. It was an awful read. That was Jake Plummer out there for Oregon. Let me tell you. <laughs> we'll get to that game here in just a minute. Oh my god! No, Washington ran the ball. The boy D. Johnson had 28 carries for 152 and two touchdowns. Penix didn't even – he didn't kill him. Johnson was gassed as hell at the yeah. end of that game. Looked like he was in pain. <laughs> Put the uh, team on his back. But next we got the game that ruined my parlays. The Georgia Bulldogs finally lost the game in – First time in three years to the Alabama Crimson Tide, twenty-seven to twenty-four. Georgia, <laughs> what happened? Uh, no. <laughs> I tried to tell you, man. Yeah, I didn't listen. I also didn't listen to Dakota either. I even made fun of Dakota in our group. Yeah, you even laughed at me when I suggested it. I should have known during the pregame press conferences with Saban just smiling. That dude knew something was up, and I should have just changed all of my all of my stuff while I had a chance. But Saban out there smiling because he's going to show us why they call it the Alabama Invitational. God damn it! <laughs> I was like, put him in. I was like, put him in the top four weeks ago. I think I said that. Y'all was like, what? How? I was like, man, I don't know. Look. You got to put them in there. They on a roll. If you go back and listen to the week 
of Texas versus Alabama. I said two different two different takes, and I said it can go either way. I said they're either going to play each other again, or Alabama's going to fall off. And look what's happening. And Saban took that loss personally. Mm-hmm. They've been on another level ever since they benched Milrow and brought him back to the starting lineup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Milrow had 192 yards passing, which is surprising, but he did run the ball a whole hell of a lot. Uh, he only had 29 yards rushing, but I think sack yards and college football kind of make that stat look a little worse than what it was. Because when he was able to get mobile, he was mobile, but man got his shit rocked in that backfield quite a bit too. Yeah. This this game was a war from the start. Uh, I, I, but one hell, of, one hell of a game. Yeah, should have been an 8 o'clock game. I'm not going to lie to you. This should have been get to those. Should have been the game. We'll get to those. We're gonna we're gonna talk shit about those two games. <laughs> the or still got one. I got one more four o'clock. Maybe don't worry. <laughs> the early kickoff that uh, was a CBS staple with the SEC three o'clock kickoff. That is no more. Unfortunately, they are going to be solely on ESPN next year. You honestly hate to see it. Yep, I'm gonna miss the Vern Lundquist calls, but it is what it is. He's got some of the best, memor- most memorable calls in college football, honestly. Yeah, like the kick like, six, for example. Auburn's going to win the football. Like they, shouldn't be, they shouldn't be uh, beholden to networks. Like, just let them be free agents on who calls the best game. If we're going to start talking about networks and stuff, you're going to get me ranting like I do about baseball. <laughs> All right, network contracts. <laughs> Media blackouts, shit like that is some of the dumbest fucking things that have ever happened to watching sports. Yeah. Uh, speaking of dumb, uh, Iowa versus Michigan. Oh, you forgot about SMU. Go in order, bitch. No, no, no. I'm going to go in this order. I had to, this, was, this was perfect. For some reason, <laughs> Iowa doesn't know how to score. They haven't scored all year. But I, I called it I called it in the podcast last week that they would not score a single point against Michigan. God damn it, was I right? About the only thing I got right this weekend. But, you give Iowa a comparable offense. You that's probably the best team in football, honestly, because they lock down everybody. It's crazy because they put out some of the best fucking tight ends in the NFL. And like, y'all can't why can't y'all score, man? I have no idea. If they could score, they don't they don't have three losses. Hell, they held and oh. JJ McCarthy at a 69 nice point nine. Uh, QBR, they held him to 147 yards passing and still give up 26 points. Ah, it, it was it was a painful game. Yeah, you can score. Iowa can score like ridiculous. Yeah, all they know in Iowa is defense and corn. <laughs> now to the game, oh. Dakota wanted me to go over. SMU. It was a good game. Fuck you. SMU versus Tulane. Tulane ain't shit. Fuck you, Mo. Oh, no. I picked SMU. We both picked SMU in this one. Bunch of fraudulent motherfuckers. Cost me money a lot this season because they can't cover a goddamn spread. Yeah, no, they can't even cover themselves up at night in bed. All right. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Michael Pratt. The star for Tulane the last couple of seasons. Played terrible. Uh, he had a 16.8 QBR. Terrible game. Went 21 for 36, 238 yards. He averaged six yards per pass, but having one touchdown, one interception. It was it was it was a tough watch. Uh, SMU surprisingly plays solid defense when they need to. With a backup quarterback, because there's, and I shit you not, broke his leg walking upstairs. Yes. Like houseway. Yep. I don't, uh, I don't even know where to begin with that one. But they did have, SMU did have uh, 203 yards passing and 193 on the on the ground. That's where Tulane got killed. They, didn't, they don't have a rushing game whatsoever. They had 31 yards rushing all game. Ow. I don't have the answer, Sway. I don't have the answers either. 
And for some reason, I just knew. I just the, when I watched SMU play Memphis, I was like, "Yeah, this this SMU team is." They probably gonna beat Tulane. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, they probably gonna beat Tulane because Tulane has been struggling." Yep, SMU coming to a Power Five near you. We'll see them next year. It's gonna be a fucking. It's gonna be a battle. Yep. Um. Next, we had. My this this game had a chance to be my favorite game of all time. Uh, the Big Twelve Championship. It was, oh my god! It was sponsored by WWE. You had the Undertaker uh, there to give out the trophy. Uh, you had one of my favorite country singers currently, Warren Ziders, singing the national anthem. He absolutely killed it. But then the game started, and it was unwatchable from kickoff. Uh. Why? Because uh, Clinton Ewers went out there and just hung his dick on him? Yeah, pretty much. Basically. I was at work watching this game. I was at work watching this game, and I was just like, damn, it's, it's over with. It's over with. What? Let him get up. Let him get up. <laughs> uh, Quinn Ewers had 452 yards passing, uh, four touchdowns, and a, an interception that was just, I mean, it was a bad read, but that was the only bad ball he threw all game, honestly. But they was beat. They was beating them so bad. They brought fucking. They brought the backup uh, in. Yeah, we saw Archie. We saw Arch Manning for a minute, man. No, we did not. We saw Malik Humphrey. <laughs> was this not the game he came in for like three drives? Nope. Nah. Uh, oh no, I was drunk by then. But yeah, this one was uh, basically over at halftime. Uh, they scored. They scored thirty-five. It was thirty-five to fourteen at half. And then the final score was forty nine to twenty one. Not too much to say. Just Oklahoma State just got got the shit pushed mm-hmm. in from the kickoff. Bolt race. Greased their ankles, let they Tim's tap. <laughs> Oklahoma State looked like Riley Reed on a black couch. If you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> see Jesus. <laughs> Get help. And then lastly, we got. The game that cost Florida State a playoff berth. They they won the game, but it was the ugliest game of the entire weekend. They beat Louisville sixteen to six. At there was a point in the third quarter where it was three to three, and he was just wanting wanting the game to end. It was like watching Iowa versus Iowa. You're not fucking wrong. Plummer, listen, if you quit trying to fuck co-eds at O'Shea's and learn to throw a goddamn football, maybe you wouldn't have been to seven schools in five fucking years, you useless fucking bum. So if you haven't checked it out yet, go look at his latest Instagram post and look at the comments. It is gold. (sighs) Plummer, when I catch you, when I catch you, Plummer? I mean, Florida State's entire defense caught him all game. How do you step up into pressure, you ignorant fuck? Like, go the other goddamn way, not right into the fucking edge rusher's arms. I don't even know where to begin with this. This was, there was a chance. I don't know. know, Maybe maybe not throw the fucking receiver's feet. Maybe not see some guy get an inch past your tackle and go, oh, great heavens, throw it to the fucking mic. There was a point where. (laughs) Kill yourself. There was a point in this Matter game fact, where Louisville... Give me the money back. Go ahead. Give me the money back. I done gambled on your ass and fucking lost it. I fucking should have. All right? Cash app in the description. You useless fuck. There was a point... Enterprise <laughs> employee of a goddamn month. I'm done now. All right. There was a point in this game where Louisville could have took the lead, and if they would have took the lead, I think the game would have been over with. They got all the way down to, what, the five, and and there was a, a touchdown that got called back or got reviewed. Uh, but it was a touchdown. Plumber, you. Uh, I, I don't know. It's iffy. But there was a point where he thought all they got to do is run to get it in. They decided to throw a plumber, and you know what happened after that. Fucking Pete Carroll called the play for Louisville. And he got Pete Carroll results. But I don't know what to say, man. If you add up the QBR from this game from both quarterbacks, <laughs> you get. 25. 25. 
Plummer. If North Alabama could put up 13 points on, on FSU, come on, man. University of North Alabama put up 13 points on this team, and we can't put up 12, 10? I don't even know, man. It's so bad. A Louisville team that actually has a – if Louisville actually had a mid-quarterback, Plummer, you're not even mid, all right? You're dog shit. <laughs> Louisville team with a mid-quarterback. You know, gets rid of at least two, three losses. Hey, you got to put something on. Put it on Brom, too. Hey, you see, he's having a terrible game. Get him out of the game. You telling me Connolly's going to do worse than whatever Plummer's doing? (laughs) Put fucking thrash at quarterback. I don't give a fuck. Run the Wildcat all game. Better results. Yeah, it was was, was pretty ugly. But. This is nasty work. Uh,. Total yards on the ground, Louisville had 111. Florida State only had 55. Why do they didn't run while they were near the end zone? It's beyond me, but it is what it is. Uh, on to a lighter note. Well, a lighter note if you're not a Florida State fan. The college football we'll playoff. We'll get into the rant later. What do you mean? No, I got the whole rant about why Florida State should and should not be in there. Well, yeah, we'll get we'll go over the ratings first, and then we're gonna just give yeah. give Dakota his uh, his time here. But number one, we have Michigan deserved, saw it coming. Uh, number two, we got we got Washington for some reason. Um, I'm still wondering why they're over Alabama. I know they beat them head-to-head. But down the stretch, Alabama looked like a better team. It is what it is. Uh, Texas at number three, and then Alabama at number four. Uh, Number five was uh, Florida State outside looking in. And then Georgia. Yeah, and then uh, number seven, Ohio State, been playing a a uh, conference championship, so they dropped down one spot automatically. And then Oregon, Missouri, Penn State, Ole Miss, Oklahoma, LSU, Arizona moved up a couple of spots. Uh, Louisville well finished. Yes. Uh, Louisville finished at 15. Notre Dame, for some fucking reason, kept climbing, even though they look like shit a lot of times, or a lot of times during the year. They finished at 16. Iowa is still inside the top 20 at 17. NC State, well-deserved at 18. Oregon State at 19. 20 is Oklahoma State. Tennessee, for some fucking reason, is still ranked at 21. SEC bias. Absolutely, but I would say that. But then we got Clemson at 22. Uh, Fuck Clemson. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, they finished They finished the year pretty good, unfortunately. Still, still praying on uh, Dabo's downfall. Well, they, played the, they played the back half of the SEC, or ACC, I'm sorry. So that's why they look so good. Uh, Liberty at 23 at 13-0. While they're not inside the top 15, it's probably their strength of schedule. Uh, 24 SMU. I think they're better than Liberty. They play a tougher schedule, but it is what it is. Kansas State at 25. While they're ranked 25 after getting blown out their last game, is beyond me as well. Ah, so there's your playoff rankings. Dakota, the floor is yours on why the Seminoles didn't get put into the playoff. One second, gentlemen. I need to need to get adjusted. <laughs> oh man, this man is putting on. He's putting on his college his college jacket, like his his professor jacket. Oh, and the glasses. Hey, okay, he's put the glasses on too. Uh, all right, gentlemen, let's get into it. So, before we begin, one, two of the main criteria that the committee goes off of is strength of schedule and strength of result. For the knuckle-dragging troglodytes that listen to this podcast, we're going to define both of those for you real quick. All right? Strength of schedule refers to the difficulty or ease of a team or person's opponent as compared to other teams or other teams, players, all that bullshit. 
This is especially important if teams in a league do not play each other the same number of times. Now, strength of record from ESPN, strength of record is a measure of a team's accomplishment based on how difficult a team's win-loss record is to achieve. These are two very important things to look at that the, you know, overpaid white folk at the committee look, look through. So we're going to start going down a list of the six teams that were in contention for the playoffs. All right, we'll start with Michigan. Michigan, their opponent's overall record is 83-75. and 75. That is combined of all the teams they played their win-loss records. They had three top 25 victories their entire uh, schedule. This is including teams that were ranked, no longer ranked, and teams that got their rankings you know, later on in the season because things change. So they had three top 25 victories all season. Uh, their strength of schedule was 51. Okay. I thought it was I thought it was 55. Florida State. That's what I'm saying. Uh I said Michigan. Oh, my bad, my bad. We're on Michigan right now. We'll get there. Don't worry. Keep up. Uh, Michigan's strength of schedule was 51. Their strength oh. of record was number two. Mm. Oh. So their win-loss record and what they did is viewed as the second most difficult in the nation to achieve. Okay. Next, we have Washington. Washington's opponent's records, all added up, is 76 and 63 with four top 25 wins. Five if you count the double up on Oregon, and if you count the double up on Oregon, then it then their win opponent's win-loss record is 87 and 64. 65. That's impressive. It's very impressive. Their strength of schedule to begin the season was number eight in the nation. So it was a very difficult schedule going in and the number one strength of record. So the algorithm they use to do this, because it's not people that judge this, it is a computer system they enter everything into. Million dollar computers smarter than we'll ever fucking be do the math for us. So they have the most difficult record in football based on how every team did and how they won. Next up, we have Texas. Texas, very impressively, all their opponents were 91 and 78. Holy shit. With four top 25 wins. I forgot. Uh, no, I mentioned it on Washington. So 91 and 78 with four top 25 wins. They had the second toughest schedule in college football this year. Mm-hmm. If you're curious who number one was, it was Arizona. Hi. Their strength of record is number five. So the fifth most difficult to achieve these goals. Looking at the number four team, Alabama. Alabama had a their opponents combined 98 and 61. With five top 25 victories. The number six strength of schedule in the nation and the number four strength of record. Now, let's go to Georgia. Georgia, their opponent's records are 84-68 and with five top 25 victories. 45th strength of schedule, 7th strength of record. Florida State, opponent's record added up 70-74. and Not terrible. With three top 25 victories. Maybe four, I'd have to go back and double check because there's one or two I'm not positive about looking at it. It's three. No, it's four. Oh. I guess by the time they played them, but but when the season was over with, it was only three. LSU, Duke, Notre Dame, Louisville, four. So three to end the season. Duke, three to end the season. But they were Duke was a ranked team until literally this game when their quarterback went out. Gotcha. Uh, the number three strength of record. So they have the third most difficult record to achieve based off the teams that play. That's a very important statistic to look at. To put things into perspective for teams that weren't in, Ohio State's number six strength of record. Six most difficult to achieve. Uh, Oregon Ducks, number 10. Uh, the Liberty Flames, number 14. But their strength of schedule is second worst in all of college football. It's absolute dog shit. But this was the fourth. 
but based on how everything is at the end, yeah, they had the 133rd strength of schedule. Our Louisville Cardinals, 16, strength of record, strength of schedule, 53. So based on how all the teams play at the end and how we did, we get the 16th most difficult record to achieve. Uh, John's Kentucky Wildcats, their strength of record was 35. Their strength of schedule, 24. So. That's what happens when you play a bunch of max schools. <laughs> and you get that on the bigger jobs. So if we're going to go off, they talk about strength of record this, strength of record that, when FSU not making the playoffs. Okay, that's cool. Michigan's just a few spots ahead of them, not a whole lot ahead of them on the strength of schedule. Why don't we bring that up? Michigan didn't play a fucking soul till the end. They kicked off their way to the Big Ten. They had, always. They, I mean, they didn't. They didn't play a team that had a rank until. Was it Penn State? It was Penn State. Penn State. Penn State. The tenth team they played that year. Yep, uh, we mentioned they that a few times. Nine, mentioned that a few times on the nine podcast. unranked opponents. Yeah, <laughs> you'd love to but see no, it. But nobody talks about Michigan's strength of schedule. Why? Because they're Michigan. Because they're Michigan and they're in the Big Ten. Man, I have a lot of hatred towards the Big Ten. Ugh. But number three strength of record for Florida State. Like it's above Alabama, it's above Texas, definitely above Georgia. Doesn't get brought up. Everybody's argument for it. Now, this is not me taking Florida State side. I do understand. I totally understand why they're pissed they didn't make it. You have a power five undefeated conference champion that just gets overlooked. And a lot of people's arguments are strength of schedule, Michigan similar. Strength of record, Michigan similar. Oh, but they're uh, starting quarterbacks, sir, and we don't know if the second string's coming back. Well, one, the second string is coming back, and he's not terrible. He he kind of held his own towards the end there. Two, if Florida State's quarterback is that goddamn important that you can eliminate an undefeated Power 5 conference team, using that as one of your biggest arguments. Give him the Heisman. Why is he, yeah, why is he not having Heisman? That's obviously the most important player in college football right now. You're not fucking wrong on that. So I get it, they're pissed. I do. Does Florida State have an argument to be an absolutely they do? But college football is going to protect their brand. They're going to do what's going to bring in the most fucking money. And the schools that are going to give them the most money are those big SEC schools and them cocksuckers up in the Big Ten. <laughs> You're not wrong. Texas uh, with their oil money. So they're going to. So they're going to end Texas oil money. I want to point we this out. Know. I want to point this out before we move on. Every team that's in the playoff next year is either in the Big Ten or the SEC. Washington's going to the Big Ten. Texas is coming to the SEC. Don't get me started on conference realignment. I could do 14 hours since no more. Fucking Big 52. No. <laughs> but <laughs> but the other argument to quote Kirby Smart, you whiny bitch, didn't make it. Uh it's the four best teams. As of things standing right now, they've got the four best teams. Unfortunately. So, in conclusion, FSU did get fucked. I understand why they're angry about it, because apparently if you're not Big Ten or SEC, no one gives a fuck. And uh, they all scared of Liberty. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got one more. I got another point to throw in here. The ACC, if they are so mad about this, they need to look in the mirror. Because I don't know if y'all remember that alliance thing that came up a few years ago, or two years ago. Mm -hmm. There was an alliance made between the ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12 of delaying the playoff by a year. So Florida State would have been in. Mm -hmm. So it's your own damn selves you have to blame right now. 
blame your, another argument. Blame your commissioner for siding with uh, the alliance. Which honestly, the alliance thing was just the Big Ten trying to get a get a play on the Pac-12 and stealing their own teams. Mm-hmm. But another argument to be made: 2018, when Clemson made the playoffs, who the fuck did they play? Not a soul. Same with Florida State in 2014, and they got exposed by Oregon. Mm-hmm. Well, didn't they win in 2014? No, that was the that was 2013. Okay. I might, I might have my years mixed I, up. I'm sorry. I just remember, uh, you know, Jameis Winston at the end. I said, they said, we said, we scrunk. I said, we scrunk. <laughs> I did. Now, the only thing I remember Jameis Winston was his, like, flop and fumble against Oregon. Uh, I mean, Jameis, be- Jameis Winston beat Alabama to win a BCS championship. So. Auburn. He beat Auburn, not Alabama. Was it Auburn? Yep. He beat A.J. McCarron. No. Didn't he? Nope. He beat Auburn in that Auburn miracle run. Oh, that's right, yeah. When Auburn had that crazy catch against uh, Georgia, and then later mm-hmm. on that season had the kick six. You're right. Apologies. I definitely don't remember that. I must have been drunk all the time. I'm... uh. Something about old football, the tism just it hits. <laughs> but in conclusion, my dick hard. Florida State get did get fucked. They're they're justifiably angry. Yeah. Now for our next exciting presentation, John's going to tell Mo why she quit hating on goddamn military uh, military academy football. Because the game of the week and the only fucking one <laughs> is Army versus Navy, baby. So uh-huh. this is a win and you're in situation. If either of these teams win, they're both five and six. Whoever wins gets a bowl game. You lose, have fun watching the other team. Both of these teams, neither neither team has a has a quarterback. Wait, is there still a bowl game for them to be dropped in on? I'm I'm assuming that they'll they'll have somebody. But neither neither team has a has a quarterback over eight hundred yards or nine hundred yards passing. It's uh oh <laughs> it's it's gonna be straight up triple option the whole way. It's gonna be beautiful. Uh, Navy, for example, has four guys over 200 yards rushing for the season. Uh, they have one guy, their fullback, <laughs> with 724 yards. And for Army, so when I say fullback for these academy teams, it's basically just another running back because they... They run a full house option, but for Army, uh, they have one rusher over 800 yards, and one with 436, and then another with 205, and then it's just a a ton of guys who just have touches. But if you're betting on this game, bet the over in rushing yards. That's all you're going to get the entire game. If there's a pass. The reason why I enjoy these games, if there's a pass, you got to chug whatever drink you have. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you might not see another. Also, uh, every bowl game is filled up for the record. So this is just for bragging rights. Well, they if they if one team wins, they'll they'll have uh, one of the five and uh, five and six te- or five and seven teams slotted into a bowl game. Oh, word. Or they'll find somebody who is six and six that's not in one. Cool. I think that's how it works. I could be wrong. Man, that's how I'm gonna play against James Madison, bro. Their Air Force already is. Uh, Air Force is I hope uh, James Madison runs it up for the sake of our parlays that they ruined. Run it, on, baby. Air Force, you bombs. But this game also has a trophy on the line for the first time in a while because Air Force has kind of dominated it recently. Air Force bubbled, so the President's Cup, the Commander-in-Chief Trophy, is on the line for this game. 
if Army wins. If Navy wins, I'm not sure how that tiebreaker works. Because it's a three-team run for one trophy. And if each beat the other, I don't know what they do. Uh, so. I think the tiebreaker's record, overall record, not positive. So it would go to Air Force regardless. So if Navy wins, it goes to Air Force. If Army wins, they keep it. Yep. No <laughs> Army. Fuck Air Force for right now. <laughs> but the only one of the three academies that actually threw the ball was Air Force, but uh, kind of shut the bet down the stretch. They fell off hard. Uh, another thing to watch in this is the uniforms that they're bringing out for this game, which are always classic. Let's say they've already shown them. Uh, Army this year is... It's like a tan. It's the... Um, it's a tan. I don't know how to describe it. I just, I just don't. I'm half fucking colorblind. Yeah, they so, something to do with the war in Iran or Iraq. I don't, I'm not for sure. Yeah, it's about it's for the Gulf War and it's got their uh, bulldog mascot on it. Uh, and the navy, the rock of the model. It's a dog face soldier's uniform in tribute to the Third Infantry Division with Rocky the Bulldog on the helmets. They are pretty fucking sexy. Navy's is navy, better, way better. Navy always got elite uniforms, man. I'm telling you. They are the Silent Guardian uniforms. Uh, it's in tribute to the uh, submarine stuff. Submarine purpose. The helmet has the Navy anchor on the side. It's it's just gorgeous. Yep. Uh, since this is our game of the week, we'll go ahead and read through what we got here. The spread Army is favored by two and a half. The total is 27 and a half. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's fucking beautiful. I love it. And they're playing in Boston, where the fucking Patriots have sucked ass. As a Colts fan, you love to see it. Love it. <laughs> hey, there might be a, there might be better passing in this game than there has been a Patriots game all year. Shout out to Mac Jones. Oh, yeah. Fucking bum. Tell me when I'm telling lies. <laughs> so, who are we taking? Uh, Mo, we'll start with you since you just love shit oh on the Academy God, teams. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm taking Army just because fuck Air Force, bro. That's fair. Get that trophy. Keep it. Oh. Army's had some good wins this year. They've looked pretty good in uh, several of their games. Uh... Plus, like, I mean, it's navy. Like, it, I wish you all it's, could it's, see. I wish they could see the pictures of the the, the season leaders of their stats. Holy! Oh fuck. my god! It is. It's a whole <laughs> lot of rushing yards. It's elite. I'm telling you. Uh, I'm gonna go army. Ooh. They haven't been blown out all year outside of the game against LSU, and they did beat the hell out of a ranked Air Force team. It's kind of where I'm leaning. They've they've had the tougher opponents and have held on for most of it. Uh, give me army. Yeah, it's it is what it is. Um, what it is. Some people don't think it'd be like that, but it do. But on to. The UofL and UK bowl games. UofL got thrown into the bowl pool, if that's what you want to call it. And there was a little bit of a scramble to get them in a game. Because a lot of the ACC schools have already claimed a bowl by the time that uh, FSU had already had been snubbed. So Louisville had to scramble for a bowl game, and a lot of these other bowl games didn't want them. Um. So the problem with Louisville getting a bowl game was Louisville could not be given a bowl until all the bowls knew what, or until the ACC knew what was going to happen with Florida State. Right. 
because the Orange Bowl is contractually obligated to tank the highest ranking ACC team available. It is in the contract. So if FSU went in, Louisville was going to the Orange Bowl. Obviously, FSU didn't get in, so contractually, FSU is going to the Orange Bowl. Ah. And there's been a lot of changes recently on who goes where for bowls, like the ACC team anymore. And they were already kind of feeling everything in on them, so Louisville just kind of got dropped into a halfway decent bowl. Yeah. Where they play a Caleb Williams-less SC team. A little upsetting. I was hoping we could make him cry. But, uh, Brom, if you're going to start Plummer, I'm not even going to watch the game. I'm not. Yeah. I ain't going to waste my fucking time. We know what we got, bro. Let's see the youngins. We know what he is. We my know favorite part about bowl season is let's see what these, let's see how the backups are supposed to look. Let's see how they look. You got Pierce. Yeah. You got a four star. See what he looked like. Yeah, dude, the kid, the kid looked like a fucking the uh, shooter McGavin's caddy from Caddyshack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, UK ended up getting, for some reason, they got Clemson, who's eight and four. Oh. I'm gonna need y'all to dog walk Clemson. If Ray Davis plays, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a pretty good amount of money on that game. Because uh, Clemson's front seven, uh, half of their guys are sitting out. Mm-hmm. But like Dabo said, put all your money on Clemson. Buy your stock, motherfucker. <laughs> but they're I hate playing him when he talks about money, bro. He's the last person I want to ever hear talk about money. This man straight up said, well, oh, we've been doing NIL here forever. Name, image, name, image, and likeness for the Lord. Shut up. Jesus Christ. Shut up, cornball. That soundbite gave me cancer. <laughs> and then, then you got fans of his calling him out. He didn't hit him with a pony up thing like Ooh. Stoops did. He hit him with, you think it's so easy, you do it. Gladly. Let me. Let me change my career forever. Let me go be a college football coach. Yeah, so I can get a buyout of ridiculous amount of money and be set for life. Go fuck yourself, Dabo. I'm just saying, you give me and John a college football team, we're going to get seven wins. I promise you. We're running the most reckless offense of all time. Fuck it. It's going to be it. It is what it is. Just throw it deep every, every time. Air raid and fucking over blitzes. It's great. It would look like what Liberty does, but at a at a higher level. A higher oh, level. The office is gonna love it. The office is gonna love it then. But anyways, uh Deion Walker is playing, and so is Devin Leary. So I expect us to win this game. Uh Kublik, I think that's what his name is. Their quarterback, he he he's he's like a little bit better version of Plummer. Don't insult that boy like that. I said what I said. Plummer worse. He's he's just slightly slightly better than Plummer. Statue quarterback can't really move. Makes some pretty awful throws at times. Um. Kentucky is plus two fifty last time I checked. So if you want to make some money, take them in the money line. Plus two fifty. But uh last thing we're gonna end on. Probably the last little thing that's gonna give us all a little bit of hope. The transfer portal. Mode, you still got that pulled up? I believe I do. All right. Yeah, who's the big name? Come on. Come on, CBS. Don't act stupid now. All right. What we want to know. What we want to know, baby. What's up? Give us, uh, just give us Uh, the top names that's in there. All right. We got Ohio State's quarterback, Kyle McCord. We got Dylan Gabriel. Oklahoma. 
right. We got Dante Moore, UCLA. Cameron Ward, Washington State. Elite. He used to play at Houston, didn't he? Didn't he used to play in Houston? Uh, I don't know. Might have oh, to check that one. Arkansas. I can't remember which one, though. We got Will Howard, Kansas State. Notre Dame, getting worse by the fucking year. Tobias Merriweather, wide receiver. Duke starting quarterback, Riley Leonard. Injury prone. Yeah. Oregon State, DJ Ugalele. First person who's ever attempted that name and got it right. (laughs) (laughs) Our very own chance. Grayson McCall, baby. That dude's going to make some coach a lot of money. And we got uh, LT Overton, A&M, D-line. Hold my balls, McCall to Louisville. Let me just rock out with my dick out. It's gonna be great. That'll be nice, but you know he don't. That, that's McCall, the, he don't McCall look like he can run. McCall look like he can run, and Brom don't like that shit. Y'all might end up with a Riley Leonard. Oh. Uh, I mean, I'd take Helen, Helen Keller over fucking Plummer. Whew. Uh, Kentucky's rumored to get uh, Georgia backup quarterback uh, Vandergriff. It's just another one of those guys that Georgia just decides to run off because they don't fit the Kirby Smart mold of uh, crackhead, cokehead, whatever. They ain't got Circle K feet. They can't play for Georgia. If they don't look questionable for substance abuse, they ain't starting. If they ain't a regular at a 7th Street strip club, ain't no way. My God. Well, uh, anybody on y'all's wish list outside of uh, McCall? DJ. Rob Megan Fox. (laughs) DJ, DJ and Grayson. For QBs, Grayson's definitely not going there. He's probably going to run some, go somewhere that uh, lets him run a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up at Liberty. Is that Ooh. that's his old head coach there? Mm-hmm. Uh, you just said wish list. When I gave you, I gave you my wish. I, I'm sorry, man. I, I'm my s- bad. You said wish. I didn't. I didn't say it's well, you know done deal. I just ah. Uh... All I want is a decent quarterback and wide receivers that catch the ball on a consistent basis. I don't ask for much. Yeah, that's not asking a lot. What about you, Dakota? Besides the prime Megan Fox. At least a mid quarterback. <laughs> that's asking too much, bro. I wouldn't be upset with an. I wouldn't be upset getting another receiver. You know, give Thrash some help if he returns. I believe he's returning. I hope yeah, so. I didn't see nothing on him leaving yet. Yeah, I hadn't seen anything either. Uh, be nice if Garendo comes back as a fifth year, because I believe he is a senior. Ooh. So if you give me another backfield of Garendo and Jordan Thrash. Morrow for a year. Thrash. Get Thrash another. Get Thrash another slot receiver to help and a quarterback that can, you know, hit somebody in the fucking chest. Or in the hands. I didn't get to bring this up the last episode because Dakota wasn't here. The last play of the UK U of O game. The ball was still in the air. And this man was (laughs) this man was heading for the exits. Didn't stick around. Knew it was coming. Just already down the ramp, getting out of there. John told me he had time to look back at me leaving. Look back and the ball still in the air. (laughs) I was like, there's not somebody to my right. What's going on? So I peeked over and then looked back. Peeked over, looked back, and it was intercepted. (laughs) Already gone. 
He already knew. As soon as he knew it, it, it left that motherfucker's noodle arm, I was like, yep. I'm going to piss before the bathrooms get, you know, flooded with people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you love to see it if you're me, but God uh, bless. But. Ugh. And that was the second game Jake Plummer threw away. Yeah, I think about midway through the season, I was like, the season's going to ride on them. And it rolled on them, all right. It rolled us right out of the motherfucking playoffs and out of a top bowl game. You love to see it. Hate to be right. It is what it anybody, is. Anybody got any random uh, sports bet locks for the people? Any sport. Any sport at all. No, I'm scared. I've been taking a beat. Uh, Kentucky to cover the spread in basketball versus Penn because they just lost to UNC Wilmington, so they're going to play a little pissed off. Y'all are allowed to lose a game like that just because. Uh, I'm tired of losing. You can play down down one game, bro. It's not going to kill y'all. Tired of losing. I've got the... uh... It's the uh, Beijing Warriors money line on Thursday morning. <laughs> uh, it's a plus one seventy. They've got a pretty solid record right now. So, Wong Tone Tigers. Anyhow, I'm ready to bet on some goddamn tennis. Fuck it. Or uh, there's a way to make a lot of money on tennis, but you have to actually watch the tennis game to do it. It's a lot of live betting. I've made $200 in one tennis match before doing it. But you got to watch tennis and you got to be fucking quick. Oh, no. You know, these apps be these apps be fucking up in the middle of trying to place a live bet. So you got you to gotta be fucking fast and you got to have good internet connection to do it. But if you want a real bet, uh, give me Indiana Pacers over the Milwaukee Bucks on Thursday night. Oh, the in-game tournament? Hey, I don't know what yep. the fuck's going on with they've been playing out of their minds. But Indiana's Tyrese, back, baby. Tyrese Halliburton going crazy. crazy. Halliburton going crazy. I don't, I don't got one. I'm not gonna lie to you. Ah, uh, well, we'll we'll say uh, your locks army. Oh, that was a show. Yeah, let's wrap, let's wrap this bitch up. That was a show. Make sure you follow us on all our socials at Cheap Pop Productions. Uh, if you haven't checked us out on a wrestling podcast yet, we are uh, the Cheap Pop Wrestling Podcast as well. Make sure you check us out on TikTok. Put out some pretty entertaining content and pop this potty for the cheap. But with all that being said, uh, this is Hook signing out and go Cats. And go Cats. Smoke signing out. Please get us a quarterback. Before we go, I'd just like to say a uh, shout out to all the thick bitches that ride dick with their shirt on.